This morning at TPOS, Pastor Sadler talks about how to get back what you've lost. We find that though it might not happen overnight, if we just continue to pursue God, we can get back what we've lost. If you have your Bibles today, why don't you go ahead and turn with us to the book of 1 Samuel, 1 Samuel chapter 30. And I may be preaching the same from the same text, but it's not the same message. Never, never been, never, never been the same in all the weeks we've been having to serve. Never been the same. I'm thankful Julie helps me on the way home, reminds me of the differences. She picks up the nuanced differences. And it's amazing how God for different congregations can elevate verses and phrases and emphasize things that may be more beneficial for a different group. And so, 1 Samuel chapter 30. I'm so glad you're here. Man, I can't imagine. Imagine being anywhere better than the house of the Lord. Now, I'm not going to give the devil any glory, but obviously he did not want me to preach this word today. I wrestled in the spirit all night. Couldn't find any of my clothes. Couldn't find my wallet. Got in my car and the county police had Jefferson Pike blocked off and put me on a detour. Got behind another church's school bus on a curvy two-lane road. I pulled in on two wheels this morning. And um, the enemy wants to tell us not to preach this word today, but I'm here to tell you the Lord's got a word for those who have ears to hear. Okay, So I'm not giving the devil any credit. I'm just trying to tell you I know when I'm being opposed. And uh, God's got this, okay? 1 Samuel chapter 30, uh, verse 1, and it came to pass, when David and his men were come to Ziklag, on the third day that the Amalekites had invaded the south and Ziklag and smitten Ziklag and burned it with fire and had taken the women captives. They were therein. They slew not any, either great or small, but carried them away and went on their way. So David and his men came to the city and behold, it was burned with fire. And their wives and their sons and their daughters were taken captives. Then David and the people that were with him lifted up their voice and wept until they had no more power to weep. Power to weep. Didn't say they didn't have tears. Don't have time to preach that. Verse 5, and David's two wives were taken captives. A Ahinoam, the Jezreelite, and Abigail, the wife of Nabal, the Carmelite. And David was greatly distressed, for the people spake of stoning him, because the soul of all the people was grieved, every man with his sons and for his daughters. But David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. And David said, Abinathar the priest, Ahimelech's son, I pray thee, bring the ephod, and Abinathar brought thither the ephod to David. I want to preach today how to get back what you've lost. Yeah. I've been talking for weeks about purity and about how to regain our purification. Another word we use from Scripture is holiness. Without holiness, it's impossible. 
to please God, to be in his presence, to be connected to him. And so it's an important thing, especially at the beginning of the year, we evaluate what has creeped in unaware that has squeezed out our perfection, our purity, our holiness. Now, here's the good news. Who's bought purified water at a grocery store? They would not be advertising as purified if there wasn't such thing as impure water. So if you've got some impurities, guess what? There's hope. There's a purification process. It is possible. Don't matter where you've been. I want you to get that. But how do I get that back? I'm going to preach today how to get it back. Is that okay? Now, don't you leave me up here by myself. I need some people to put your Bibles down, put your worry down, put your plan for tomorrow down, put your resentment for other people down, and just lift up the name of the Lord Jesus today. We magnify your name. You are great and greatly to be praised. Lord, today we have been deceived at times. We've been distracted at times. We've been confused at times. But let us clearly understand and hear the word of God today that everything that the enemy has desired to take from us, we can get it back if we hear your word and obey it today and let the church say in Jesus' name. I'm preaching today, whatever you've lost, you can get it back. I, I tell you the story that just a few weeks ago, we were in the great state of Florida, in the great city of Orlando, at the wonderful place called Universal Studios, and they have a sister park that's just literally, they're connected, uh, called Islands of Adventure, and both of our grown children had gone there since we had, and were rubbing our face in it, that they had ridden the Velocicoaster, and we hadn't. So we couldn't be outdone. And so we went and did some intense rapture practice therapy, riding. And we were so eager, and we wanted to ride this Velocicoaster. Man, it goes from zero to like 70 in 1.1 second, and you think you're about done. And Brother Danny, it goes through another cycle, and it takes you to about 95, and it turns you upside down, and your head's skimming across the top of the water, and it's awesome. If you don't like that, you're not going to like the rapture, people. I'm just going to tell you. I loved it. But that afternoon, Julie and I walked the four and a half miles, it seems like, from the back of the park where the coaster was at to our car. And we got there, and you know, your feet are throbbing, and you just can't wait to get in the car and go to the hotel and eat something cool off. It's been a good, hard day. And I found the car, baby. It's right up there. If we can just make it just a little further, we're going to get in the car, and we're going to be out of here. And I ran my hand in my pocket, and I couldn't find my key fob. I said, oh, it must be in the other pocket. No key fob. Back pocket. Back pocket. Hey, did I give you that key fob? No, you didn't give me a key Well, dig in your purse anyway. We had a bag where we bought one of the girls a T-shirt. And I said, I bet I dropped it in the bag. It wasn't in the bag. And then I went through all the pockets again. And I looked in my, and I, I, I couldn't find it. And then I said, let's go, let's go. Where are we going to go? Let's go. We got to go find it. And I went to the lost and found in both parks and went to the customer service and no key fob. Within about 20 or 30 minutes, I had the revelation that I might have laid it in a tray to go through a metal detector. And I forgot to scoop it up. And then if the next person put their stuff in there and scooped it up, they may be midnight getting to their hotel tonight on vacation and realize they got somebody else's key fob. I don't know what to do. They throw it in the trash. 
So I went ahead and called a locksmith. Can I give you all some encouragement? The thing that I enjoyed the most about that locksmith is when he said, Oh, sir, don't worry. I'm out there every day. I'm not the only one. Look at your neighbor and say, you're not the only one. Now, here's what's bad, elder, is that I had a glorious time riding everything you could think of. I had lost it early in the morning and just didn't know it. But when I got to the car and I needed it, then I realized I didn't have it. Can I stop and preach to the church today that if we're not careful, we can keep coming to church and enjoy it and have a good time. But Jesus spoke that I have provided the keys to the kingdom. Liberty and the Holy Ghost. Power for living. And I'm persuaded to believe if we're not careful, we can enjoy the scenery so much, but get to that day that's appointed to every man, the judgment, and we come to the gate of that city and we don't have the keys and we didn't even know they were lost. You don't think that's possible? Let me tell you something. We didn't have comic books. My granddad told us stories of the judges and my favorite was Samson. Samson had an anointing even from birth. He had a purpose from birth. He had power from birth but he squandered it on immorality and pleasing himself. Little by little, every point of covenant relationship with God got severed until finally he laid his head in the lap of an immoral woman. Can I stop and say? You can have the anointing and still be immoral. You can be gifted in tongues and interpretation and still be immoral. You can even preach a great message and people get saved and be immoral. And he went to sleep. And the Bible says, you know the story. She said, the Philistines are on you. And he sprang up and shook himself. The Bible says he wist, didn't even know that the spirit had departed. Can I say, we can keep coming to church and going through the motions and think we have the spirit of God, but I'm going to tell you, we better examine ourselves. We better be quickened. I'm glad you received the Holy Ghost 20 years ago with the evidence of speaking in tongues, but I'm here to tell you, it's not a one and done. Your relationship with God is only as good as the last service you were in. If you've been mailing it in, don't be surprised. You can lose the call of God. Brother, Brother Alfred will say amen on this one. Hovey Lister. Good music. Old time, four-part male harmony quartet music. Love it. I heard him interviewed recently. He's been deceased about 18 years, but he was being interviewed. He had been diagnosed with leukemia. And he'd gone, undergone treatments and had seen some progress and was holding his own. And so they asked him to share to a group of people his progress. And he says, well, I got a good report the last time I went to the doctor. And everybody started cheering, yay, good report. He said, now, wait a minute. I know about this cancer stuff. Your health is only as good as your last appointment. Could that not be true in the spirit? I'm glad for where you were, but today is a new day. God wants to demonstrate himself among us and through us. Pastor's lost his way. 
You need to be able to go to heaven off your last church service because you don't know what your last one's going to be. Now, I love Brian and Sarah doing a great job teaching your kids. They've got some things they do. They, they accumulate points or they mark it down. They give awards. If you show up or you bring a Bible, you bring a friend. I'm afraid, though, in the adult world, we've adapted that same thing, that you're getting points by showing up today. There are no points for showing up. Where we get points with God is when we start showing out. When we start... I know churches go through spiritual slumps, and I know that we have seasons, but God wants to demonstrate Himself in the church. He wants to move. I know we have a plan. If you don't know me, I, I, I don't like any dead spots in our services. We don't micromanage and we don't program, but we got a plan, and the next thing, the next thing... Dead mic time, woo, you'll see my blood pressure spike up 40 points. We try to be good stewards of your time and God's time. But we never have a plan. We never have a schedule that God can't divinely interrupt it, that he can't come in here. I love doctrine. Four years of Bible college, I love debating the Scripture. I love doctrine. I, I love the taught word. I, I love to, the settled word. I love the logos word, the forever settled word of God. But sometimes we need a rhema word, a, a fresh breathe word that only... I thought I was in a Pentecostal church. What I'm saying today, I love doctrine. But doctrine without demonstration brings frustration. Love my friend Chris Alford over here. By the way, he's opening up a new gun store. Be sure to buy a lot of ammo, camo, and guns from him. Don't forget to pay your tithes. Just kidding. But many years ago, I went and took a gun safety class because I wanted to go with a group of guys to a fire range. And they wouldn't let you get on the range if you hadn't taken this gun certification class. And so I want to shoot guns. And so I'm having to sit in a classroom talking about guns, thinking about guns, discussing guns, seeing guns, watching videos about guns, and we can't shoot a gun. Do you understand all that teaching? All it did was just hype me up that much more. I couldn't wait to get, I was shaking. I was ready to get the right, let's shoot these guys, boom, 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 boom. Right? Are you hearing me? And we, we preach doctrine, but without demonstration, it just brings frustration. But doctrine with demonstration yields transformation. When we receive the Word of God and the Spirit of God, Romans says there's a metamorphosis that happens. Just like a worm gets in a casket and dies and spontaneously life comes and that shell is broken and a butterfly comes out. I'm telling you, when we die out to flesh and we yield ourselves to God and we put ourselves in His hand, He can take us and make something new. You don't believe it? My Bible says that Samson, who squandered his anointing when he was in the basement, asked for a little boy, said, go help me find the pillars of this temple. And he found the pillars, and he prayed to God. Now, he had been squandering his ministry for 40 years, but he cried out to God and said, I'm willing to die with every one of these uncircumcised Philistines to avenge my eyes and your name. 
God didn't say, well, you've been squandering it 40 years. I'm going to make you wait 40 years. In just a moment, when he had an attitude, I'm willing to die, that you might be glorified. Can I tell you, transformation happened. The anointing that he had lost came back. The power he had lost had come back. You want to know how to get it back? Get real with God. Tell him, I must decrease that you might increase in me. Can I have a few more minutes? Now, usually when pastor gets back to his text, that means he's winding up for a landing, okay? Our text today, David has been in Ziklag for 16 months. And you may not realize this, Ziklag was a Philistine city that was in the land of Judah. In other words, it was land that was promised to God's people, but they had relinquished it. I wonder how many times... You and I relinquish things that God has already provided for us. The Bible says in Zitlag that they were overrun and the wives and the children were taken and the town was burned. And when the men came back, they found their wives and children gone. Do you know why he was out of where he was supposed to be? He was already anointed king, but he was frustrated that Saul was still on the throne. So he took his toys and went home. He went to a place that he wasn't supposed to be. And I'm going to tell you something. You and I can get frustrated at life and circumstances. It's always been this way. It's always going to be this way. They're never going to change. It's never going to get better. And we make rash decisions that out of frustration do not end well for us. Can you hear me today? His two wives... Ahinoam's name means grace. Abigail's name means joy. I'm persuaded to believe out of frustration we can lose the grace of God and the joy of God. Everybody wants to kill David. When things are going well, praise be the Lord. When things are going bad, where's that crummy pastor? I'm going to kill him. 16 months. And he cried out to God. He asked the priest to go bring him the ephod. This ephod is symbolic of the same garment that the high priest would wear. In other words, David knew he had to change some things. For we have a high priest. Woo! We have an advocate with God that we can... I don't know if you're getting this today. 16 months he'd been in a foreign land and God allowed Zitlag to be burned to the ground to drive him back to his knees. I don't know what God might have to burn down in your life, but whatever it takes to get you back. Every prodigal son, every wayward husband, every broken, whatever it takes, do it. And he got the ephod on and he inquired of the Lord. And when he inquired of the Lord, he asked the question, That ephod was only worn when the priest was going to worship. I know we make mental assent or or wisdom from the Word of God preeminent. I'm going to tell you what. We get our best Word of God when we are worshiping God. You you don't believe that? My my Bible says in Genesis chapter 1 that the Spirit of God moved across the surface of the water and God said conjunction. He moved, and then he said. Can I tell you, you may not be hearing anything from God because you're not letting him move. But when my people begin to magnify my name and lift me up and pray. 
Some of the best messages I've ever been able to preach wasn't because I had 50 commentaries on my desk. It's because I had a season of old-fashioned praise and worship and God began to draw out of the wells of my heart and implant things in my mind that I didn't read or study. And Can I borrow your banner just a second? Some of y'all may be surprised at some of these banners. I didn't recruit them. Y'all know we've been fasting this week? Fasting, what was that? Entertainment fest. And I heard weeping and gnashing of teeth. Y'all can do better missing gravy and biscuits than you can Facebook and YouTube. So this week, I've watched every Gaither video I can watch. My kids, my grown kids are going, my Lord, I'd rather be totally quiet as to hear one more Gaither video. I can't tell you. That's God's music. Y'all ain't going to like heaven. I'm just gonna, you're not going to like heaven. They're going to be playing Gaither 24-7. And I did, I did some research. Chris, I did some research. They did a live videotaping in Jerusalem. And here they are singing Southern Gospel. But I saw some Jewish ladies sitting up on a rock wall. And they're doing this right here. They're doing this right here. And I did my research. Did you know the Orthodox Jewish woman? She could not adequately receive revelation, nor could she declare the goodness of God without her banner. Can I tell you something today? I'm not against fabric banners, but I'm going to tell you what. We got something else. We can wave our hands to the Lord. He's been... Well, Pastor, I wish you preached more reserves where I could get into the intellectual part of it. I, I love intellectual, but let me tell you what. What we need is not more doctrine. We need more demonstration. How much longer are we going to be okay coming to church? We've lost our kids. We've lost our finances. We've lost our health. And we come and we play church. But there's coming a day when you're going to run your hand in your pocket and you're going to be missing something. We need the Spirit of God rule and reign in our services. I'm not against 10-step programs, 12-step programs, but God can instantaneously, in just a second, He can heal a mind. He can heal a body. He can break shackles. He can bring forgiveness. He can bring overcome depression. That quick. Demonstration. Julie never does this to me. But I've wondered a few times if she really believed I loved her. So I try to demonstrate it every now and again. Ha, ha, ha. Sometimes it's flowers. Sometimes it's taking the trash out without being asked. Hey, better than flowers is washing all the dishes without being asked. Can I get a witness? Amen. You know, Jesus didn't just say he loved us, he demonstrated it. He said, I love people. And so he wouldn't let them go home hungry. He loved people. He wouldn't let them stay in their diseases. He loved people. He wouldn't let them stay in darkness. He wouldn't let them stay possessed of darkness. He demonstrated. Demonstrated. His greatest demonstration was not just miracle signs and wonders, but when he allowed himself, the king of glory, to be nailed to a cross and he laid exposed before between heaven and earth, he demonstrated, I'm doing this not because I was in the wrong place at the wrong time. I'm doing this because I'm at the right place at the right time. I'm going to spread my love abroad. I'm going to show the world, I love you, I love you. Now, if you think Jesus would do that, he also says, if you're ashamed of me, 
Don't just draw nigh with your lips, but look it up when you get that whole heart. Literally means manifestation or demonstration. I, I had a friend in the late 80s that worked for the PepsiCo company selling Pepsi Colas. You know the dark side. And he, in the late 80s, was making six figures a year. Pretty good money. Until one Friday night, he's out eating dinner with his family, and the district manager comes by and sees him drinking a Coca-Cola and fires him on the spot. That's harsh. He went to HR. HR said, you know our policy. It's if you're not using our product, why would anybody else use our product? Don't you ever follow a preacher. I know some of y'all got your podcast and YouTube channels of other preachers. I wouldn't follow any preacher that won't worship God and allow the manifestation of the Spirit to operate. I, I just, I wouldn't. If he's not willing to use the product, why would he think we'd want to use the product? Here's what I want you to get. I know it's not all in the shout or the run, but it's not in the set and the stare either. When there's a demonstration of God's Spirit that is managed with doctrinal guidelines, it brings about transformation. Now, how did David, getting back to his, how did David get back his grace and get back his joy. He, he got him back very simply by one, understanding his position in worship. He changed his appearance and he began to worship God. Then number two, after he worshiped God, then he inquired of the Lord. This is the most important thing I'll say. Who in here's lost something? Lost your health, you lost a loved one, backslidden kids, broken marriage, finances. Ups. Only two of us, okay? Three or four. Wounded spirits, anxieties, depression, despair. you got all these things. And you want peace back, or you want forgiveness back, or you want joy back, or you want grace back, you want mercy back. That's great. Do you understand that if David was okay with the women and children being taken, God was okay with it too? It was only when David worshipped and inquired, he asked, should I pursue after? God said, pursue, and doubtless will recover all. Do you, do you understand that too many times we don't get the breakthrough we want? We don't see or hear what we want to hear. We're not encouraged by the Word of God. is because we're willing to settle for things as they are. I'm going I'm to be really pointed here. Forgive me in advance. Why are we accepting empty altars? Why are we accepting dry baptistries? Why are we okay just showing up and leaving the same way we came in? Why are we okay accepting no healings? If we're going to get our grace back, if we're going to get the joy back, if we're going to get our purity back, it's going to take us pursuing. Well, I didn't get healed today, but I'm pressing. I'm believing. I prayed once and it didn't happen. I prayed five times, six times, but I prayed seven times, and I see a little cloud. This 
Keep praying. Keep pushing. Keep. My Bible says occupy. Occupy until I come. And we've got in our head that means if I can just have a cabin in the corner of glory land. If I can just hang on another day. If I can just make it to here well done. God did not call the church to hang on by its fingernails. He says occupy. World War II. France was overrun by Germans. Germans set a perimeter. Germans controlled who came in and went out of France and what went on in France. Can I tell you? God has called the church to set the boundaries. We have authority of everything inside that. We determine what comes. We determine what goes. We determine what happens. We need to quit relinquishing and we need to keep pursuing. I don't see the youth group I want to see yet. I don't see the children's ministry I want to see yet. I don't see the church grown to the place I want to see yet. But I'm going to keep pursuing. I believe there's backsliders that we've given up on that if we'll just pursue them, God's going to reach them. There's sicknesses that we've said, well, they're just always going to be sick. That God's saying, if you'll pursue me, you shall doubtless recover all. Let me help you theologians. I looked that word all up. All means all. That's all all means. It means everything. Well, you know, that went out with the apostles. Show me. For this promise is unto you, your children. Oh, it might make you uncomfortable. Your granddaddy may not have spoken in tongues. You may have come from a church that preaches against him. I'll tell you what, it's in the book. Don't take it up with me. Take it up with the book. Maybe you're not getting the revelation because you're not willing to lose control and let him move. Here's what I want you to get. Hell needs to be afraid of you. (laughs) If If you ever realized how much power you have, hell don't want you to realize how much power you have. The reason hell wants you to lose your grace because they know his grace is sufficient. The reason hell wants you to lose your joy is because the joy of the Lord is your... I feel the Holy Ghost. I'm afraid if we're not careful, we've already lost them and we don't know it. Many have lost their faith. Many have lost their desire. But the Bible is clear. There is going to be a great falling away. But there's going to be a great end time revival. That's those of us who are too dumb to quit. We're just too convinced. I'm not going back. I'm not letting go. I'm not giving up. There's power in the name of Jesus. There's power in the name of Jesus. He's not just a God who wants to be understood from a book. He's a God who lives among us where two or three are gathered in His name. He is in the midst of them and He desires to manifest Himself. Come on, stand to your feet today. David, David. Preacher, how much should I worship? Let me ask you this question. How much do you want to be healed? How much should I worship? How bad do you want to see your kids saved? 
Sister Brenda, I struggled with this for a long time. The book of Hosea. He married a woman named Gomer. Well, that's, that's a picture, isn't it? Gomer Shazam. He lifted that veil and said, surprise, surprise, surprise. Actually, she was a beautiful woman, but she had an unfaithful heart. And she ended up lewd and promiscuous. And then she was so tainted that the only way she could make a living was prostitution. You don't know what kind of diseases she had, how unkept she was, maybe missing all of her teeth, could have leprosy, very undesirable. So undesirable that no man would want her. She was on an auction block and nobody was making an offer. And it blows my mind that the Bible says that Hosea saw her, the image, the shell of what she had been. And I ask a carnal question. Why in the world she's been so unfaithful and she can't be much to look at and you don't know how many diseases she now has and who all she's been with? What's in it for you, Hosea? And the Lord spoke to me. He said it wasn't what she could do for him. It's what he could do for her. I'm telling you, don't worry about where you've been, how messed up you are. It ain't about what you can do for him. It's about what He can do for you. I'm telling you today, it is joy unspeakable and full of glory when I think about His goodness and all that He's done for me. He saw me unclean, unfit, and unholy, but He said, I demonstrate my love towards you and I give you my free spirit to live in you. That's awesome. So how do we do it? He encouraged himself, he inquired of the Lord, and he pursued what he had lost. Hey, guess what? I got my key fob back. Oh, 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 I spent $425 on Tuesday to get in my car. But Sister Josephine, every day I went to customer service. I said, I know y'all got bigger fish to fry and more important things, but I lost my key fob we were, had our last day in the theme parks. We're going, we're going to get our money's worth. And I said, I think I'm going to go. You're going to go by there? They hadn't had it. It's probably gone. It's in a dumpster somewhere. I said, I think I'm going to go by one more time. And the lady from customer service came out from behind the glass in her office and said, Sir, look what I got. She said, you had such a kind spirit and understanding that we got 60,000 people going around here and this is a little object in a big old place. And she said, when we found it, she said, I was going to mail it to you on my own dime. Do you know why I got it back, Sister Offered? That's a $425 piece of plastic. And the next time I go back to the theme park, come on, Brother Brian. Next time I go to the theme park, I'm going to duct tape it to my leg. That's what I'm going to duct tape. It ain't going nowhere. Do you know how to get it back? Keep pursuing some of you have been sick and tired way too long. It's time you pursue God. Some of you have been juggling your books to survive. God's got a financial blessing for some today that will come and worship Him on empty. I don't got a whole lot, but God, I'm going to give you what I got. My body's kind of tired and I'm kind of broken, but I'm going to dance before the Lord and declare your excellent goodness and your mercy.
How bad do you want to see your kids saved? How bad do you want to see your body healed? When He moves, He also speaks. I believe there's an anointing in here if you'll just stretch out of your seat. If you'll just demonstrate. I know you're afraid to worship sometimes because you work so hard on Saturday you can't really worship on Sunday. But when was the last time you worshiped so hard on Sunday you couldn't work on Monday? When was the last time that you clapped your hands to the Lord that the palms of your hands were red? Thank you for listening today. You can reach us at our website, www.tpos.church. To donate, you can use our text-to-give number at 615-490-9442. Until next time, go with God.